Welcome to the Bristol Kicks podcast. I'm Coops and this is Patrick. All right. And welcome to our fortnightly session of two Bristol disillusioned football fans. Well, I'm disillusioned. You are. <laughs> <laughs> I am disillusioned with Bristol football. Yeah. Why? What makes you disillusioned? We're just going. It's just we're at the end now. The season is over. What's the point? The season's over. It's 8th of March. It might not be if you still got these stupid playoff hopes. This is where the season gets excited. Not for me, mate. It get, if anything, it gets worse. If we lose the next three games, <laughs> we're not going down. You're not going up. And we're not going up. Imagine that already. Boring. Uh, That's why I'm disillusioned anyway. Anyway, we can come on to that in a bit. I can't wait. So, how's your week been? Did you watch, did you watch Saturday night? Saturday night takeaway. Yeah. Well, I'm not an avid watcher as much as you are, mate. But I did see the socials. Donovan at the Donovan. I know it's like dreams were made that night. Interesting. He didn't really like his kebab. I don't think. What would you like? Well, to be fair, he's probably stone sober. Like, does anybody actually go to Jason Donovan? Do you reckon anyone's ordered a sober kebab from Jason Donovan? I don't know in Donovan, mate. I don't think he was sober. He's a right old party animal, that lad. It's, no, do you know what? Out of all the things. So, so um, for, those, for those that don't know, obviously, Donna, Jason Donovan went to Jason Donovan, which is on the Clifton Triangle, which is from Bristol, I'm sure you'd know. Um, and it was covered on Anna Deck's Saturday Night Takeaway. Um, do you know what I feel sorry out of all of this? I feel sorry for um, Andy Peters. Because he was there. Do you remember? <laughs> It wasn't Andy Peters kebab then, was it? No, mate, Andy Peters is is nestled between the boss man and Donovan in a photo, like a still image of the show, and he's trying to get in, he's trying his absolute best to get in, and no one really cares, but he is looking pretty stacked. <laughs> You've got to say, he's looking pretty good. Mate, he's he? clinging on to a resenting career, though, isn't he? He does a bit of this morning, I've, I've noticed him a few times on the way from home, he's on this morning, and then, randomly, he's now, he's now mate, Peter. serving kebabs to Jason... Donovan from Dacian Donovan. When you're a legend, mate, you, you know, work comes to you when you're a legend, and Andy Peters is one of those. Um, did he enjoy his kebab? I don't know. He, he went for a chilli sauce and garlic mayo. What's your kebab of choice? I go for that one, to be fair. Like, you get the spice. It could be a good chilli sauce, though. Yeah. Uh, but with a bit of Out tang. the pot, out the silver yeah, pot. Not too bad that it just kind of just goes straight through you. Yeah, you don't need that. Yeah. You really don't need that. But and then a bit of garlic mayo to just you know add a bit of uh, moisture to it. Mm. But I haven't had a kebab in yet. Like I'm not a student anymore. Like I can eat food that isn't actual, actual food. Yeah. I can't remember the last time I had a kebab, but I will. I'm about to annoy like a lot of people here. Right. Don't have sauce on my kebab. I, I I normally get chips with a kebab. And I'll get the sauce. Everyone gets chips. chips with a kebab. Right, and I'll get Donovan sauce and chips on is better than a donut kebab. Yeah. Correct. But you've got to have sauce on it. I would get mayonnaise, mate. Sometimes I've had so many bad experiences with chili sauces, mint sauces. That, that's part of the fun. Garlic mayos are sometimes overpowering. Yeah, yeah so I'd just stick with a no sauce. There must be. 
And yes, yes, I enjoy the stale bread and I enjoy the salad. I'm like choking on a solo it. No, no, it's not, I, I think what's going on with you. So you, you, you're not. Ha- Why won't you go for a sauce? I just don't. It, I've had too many bad experiences with bad sauce. So bad enough to go for a sauce, but you will go for a, a piece of meat on a metal pole that is cylindrical, right? What part of the animal does that kebab does that kebab meat come from? Uh, nobody really. Have you ever thought that? I'd like to think it's the top of the leg. <laughs> that's, that's a big thigh. <laughs> I'd like to think that's a huge thigh of of um. Well, the metal pole. They, what do they do? Cut, cut the leg off, take the bone out, and stick uh, the metal pole. Yeah, yeah, just pole for bone, and everyone's happy. I oh, actually, no, I knew this. I knew this guy, and he, someone's dad, who was a lorry driver, and he was quite large. And he, um, he obviously loved this kebabs, I reckon. That's why he got the size he was. And he was invited to go into a Donna kebab factory. And he, to this day, he won't tell anyone what he saw in the factory, but he's not touched a Donna kebab since. He saw one of those big gallons of sauce. Oh, he must have looked at the He must have looked at the sauce, mate, because I can't well, open, open the cupboard. With all the leg, with all the legs in, with the metal poles in, just buckets of mystery meat everywhere. Whatever he saw was horrible. What salad do you get? What salad do you go on? Oh, all, all, all salad. I feel like Subway saw a kebab van and just went, "How do we make this better?" And just add loads of meat. Yeah, yeah, maybe so. Yeah. And it works. Yeah. Um, Jason Donovan, funny name, right? Yeah. I got me thinking about other names. Yeah. Other biz, other business names. Um, uh, Selfridges. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, guess what they sell? Fridges. No. White goods. <laughs> no, sell fridges. Yeah. Um, Samuel L. Jackson. A- actor. Incorrect. Learner driver. They're a driving instructor. Oh, right. Samuel oh. L. Jackson. Yeah. Amy's Winehouse. Yeah. Yeah, Amy's Winehouse. I'd hope that the manager's called Amy. I, just, I would be in there. Can I speak to Amy, please? But, <laughs> Hopefully she's alright. Yeah. Um, but it got, what what would you call your? Business? So I saw this and I thought, what do you have? Did a bit of research. So I found a place called Hand Job. What do you reckon they do there? Hand Job. Um, gloves. No. Nails and spa. I'm not sure that nails. I get but spa. Like, and spa. Surely the spas. Pay extra, mate. <laughs> Pay extra, mate. A hand job. You know what you're getting. American company. Tastes like grandma. That is, um, that's not something I want to think about after hand job. Uh, I taste like grandma. Denture cream. Denture, you know what? Cream? <laughs> what are they? Denture glue. <laughs> Denture glue. You think a company would name themselves taste like grandma after how an actual grandma's mouth so, Oh, have you been tasting that, have you? <laughs> that's what it sounds like. Some of it's very You've been nice. sticking your grandma's dentures in your mouth. Denture cream. Denture glue. I'm going to go for no, black, black raspberry jam. Oh, jam. Oh, Very God. specific. Jam. Why would you go for jam that says taste like grandma, though? I feel like that's anti-marketing. Yeah, I feel like it should be taste like grandma's, at least. Not not grandma. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, another one I found was two ladies and a bucket. That's um, got to be clean. Yeah. yeah. What a great company name. But anyway, first episode we're filming. The first one? Episode we're filming, yeah. Look at us. We're in a bar, mate. It's kind of like uh, gung-ho tactics here, isn't it? Yeah, we've gone all out and we're now sat in, um, sat in a pub enjoying ourselves, right? Thanks to Walkabout for hosting. Yeah, massive thanks, actually. Do you think... I was thinking about this earlier when, when I was sort of prepping for today. 
you th- and I was wondering about you and I thought after listeners have heard your voice are you worried they're going to sort of be disappointed with your face I actually think what will happen is at the moment we've got quite a male orientated audience um, with it being football and, and yeah. what we talk about I actually think our female um, audience will probably rise quite rapidly yeah once the video's out yeah yeah I think I think uh, I'll be I'd be pretty surprised if those um, if those numbers um, don't go. What about you? I think they'd be pleasantly surprised. Surprised? Yeah. Okay, here's a surprise. Coops's glasses are not real. They're like the ones you get at the cinema when you watch a 3D film. They might as well be the same thing. They stop headaches. They stop headaches. Yeah. <laughs> Necessary, I'd imagine. Yeah. Anyway, like we got a few Brazilian listeners. Yeah. And the plus side be the first time they've seen a ginger. Mate, true. I forgot I was ginger for a minute. That's a shock for some people. For others, they might realise. Oh, I think I listen to loads of podcasts, and you know, when you see the people who present the podcast, and you always think, oh, "Is that what they look like?" I reckon that would happen with ours. Yeah, hopefully you don't get punched in the face walking on the streets sometimes. This is where it gets worried. <laughs> is it now? I'm accountable for what I say. Yeah, um, and you weren't yeah. before. I was. I was. I was. No, um, I think it's interesting, and it's a new look, isn't it? It's different. We're in a bar, um, and we're hoping to get as many people to come and join us for pints and, and um, here as possible. Mm. Um, Any memories of Walkabout? This is quite an iconic place in Bristol, let's be honest. Yeah, so we're sat, we are sat in Walkabout. I was Unfortunately, sat- they've pushed us into the, one of the attic rooms. But yeah, get out the way of our customers. Too many glory hunters downstairs in Liverpool and Milan. Yeah, big, yeah, big game today, so we'll, we'll sort of get out of the way. But um, memories of Walkabout, absolutely. Remember when this was a karaoke room? It was, it was like a zebra lounge. The zebra lounge, and they had a big, um, a big projector, and they used to put all the karaoke on and stuff. I remember renting this room, mate, and I remember asking you specifically, putting on the door, uh, being Scunthorpe United for the night. Yeah, that's pretty weird. Yeah, uh, pretty weird. That's probably my memory. Uh, of I remember you there. coming up to me going, Scunthorpe United sign is not working. Can you get the DJ to shout out so we can get some girls in it? Absolutely. And it was just the, it was just a room full of. About 15, 19-year-olds, blokes. Absolutely, mate. And it was, and it was going off. Um, that was my, what about your memories of Walkabout then? Um, all those memories here. Probably the one that stands out, unfortunately, is this is where I drowned my sorrows when Rovers got relegated out of the Football League. Absolutely. I could yeah. still kind of taste it now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the taste of success. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, so, yeah, here we are. Mm-hmm. And this is it. Brizzle kicks. There we go. It's been a while since, we've, even though we live together, it's been a while since we've actually sat into two armchairs. Two armchairs. Like yeah. This is normally the nightly thing. But just sweat the small stuff. Yeah. It's it's nice not to be in our um. Our slippers and dressing yeah, gown this yeah. time Wait with on. our pipes. <laughs> uh, what have you been up to? Nothing major. Went to Oxford the other week. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, first time I'd ever been to the city. Um, just what? made me think. I wish I tried harder in school. What so you could have gone to Oxford somewhere like? And do you know there were uh, we were in. Um, I think it's called the King's Arms, which is like the famous pub for Oxford. And there was a group of students chatting, and I thought, "You're idiots, really." 
Yeah. You know, I'm sure they're good in their own respect, right? You know, history and philosophy and whatever they're up to. But in reality, the common sense isn't there. Well, you've got education and you've got life intelligence, haven't you? Yeah. <laughs> Raised on the... Yeah. I'm the kind of guy on my Facebook that says, University of the Streets. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. That's exactly what I've got. Yeah. And I was born and raised on it, mate. And there's yeah. nothing you can do. Born and raised on the streets <laughs> of Bradley yeah. Stoke. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah. Born and raised on they, the streets. They, they usually hear Bradley Stoke in the same sentences as Brixton and... <laughs> yeah, yeah, plenty of plenty of road men out in Bradley Stone, mate. Yeah, um, but no, I went to Oxford, lovely city, actually. Yeah, yeah uh, feel like six out of ten on the city scale for me. Six out of ten. Yeah, I really enjoyed Oxford. Um, wouldn't go again though. I've sort of once you've done it, you've done it. Yes, you got Bath, haven't you? So it's like exactly, ex- that's exactly what I thought. And why would you go all the way to Oxford? Oxford when like a Bath? poor man's version of Bath. I'd agree. And Bath is not enjoyable. Yeah, there's more limestone in Bath than there is in Oxford. Put it that way. Uh, what about you? Oh, it's Norway. Norway. Where yeah. have you been? Tromso. In the Arctic Circle, you know. It's cold? Minus 11. Ooh, yeah. That is cold. So I went for a few days there and went to the Northern Lights. Um, and first two days I was thinking, this is a bit overrated, let's be honest. Like staring at the sky and you couldn't see anything. Yeah. Beer, £10 a pint. Are the Northern Lights as disappointing as I think they might be? If you don't get lucky. Right. So we got lucky on the last night. Uh, I hope you did. Some crazy Slovenian gave us a tour around uh, the, if you like, the outback of Norway. Okay. Sat in a, in a field yeah. at midnight, pitch black, eating frankfurters on bread in like a Michelin man suit. Right. And then they came out, and it was amazing. Okay. Really, really stunning. Recommend going if you see him. If you don't see him, it's like I've just gone to Norway. For I've no fucking <laughs> reason. I'm, paying okay. I'm buying reindeer steaks for £50, and I'm drinking £10 pints for nothing. Yeah. But if you see him, it's like, yeah, money well spent. At what point do they stop? I've always enjoyed, like, do, they, do you see them there dancing and they're glowing, and you think, oh, what an amazing place to be and then do they literally just go and then you're like oh well, yeah they just like dis- they just dis- disappear I won't bore our listeners with sort of it's not a science point well don't go into the science of it I want to know but they do like just they just suddenly kind of like start throbbing <laughs> throbbing in the <laughs> right, sky now you're getting more science yeah. now you're getting all biology like a throb okay and uh, they go green but I'll let you into a little secret when, yeah. when you're standing in the field and you look at the sky, the, you, you go on, but you're basically on a tour. Yeah. And the tour guy has like a camera, like similar to like what Pickles has got set up here. Yeah. And he's, he's taking the photo and he assures you, I brought the camera, I am your photographer tonight. Yeah. So basically, take, you're standing in the field and it's kind of like a little bit of green haze in the sky. Oh, that's lovely. It's a bit weird. You see it throbbing, as I said. Yeah, yeah. And then you get the pictures back and me it's like fluorescent green across the sky so long exposure yeah bit of photoshop yeah he knew what he was doing yeah yeah but well, a good experience altogether yeah but then you put it on social media everyone loves it so actually 
in a way, the people that see your photos are getting the better experience than what you've than got. Than what you've got. Yeah. I've always thought they're probably not as bright as they see. No, they're not. But they are, they, look, they are amazing. And, you know, when you do see them, you're seeing green in the sky. And you do see them, and it's moving and throbbing, as I said. Would you, I wish but, you'd stop looking me in the eye and say the word throbbing. Because it is but, really unnerving. But, Norway, strange place. Mm. You've been to Asia. I've been to Asia, yeah. So you know when you go to Asia and they're like, oh, what, what nationality? I won't do the voice. What nationality are you from? God. Yeah. <laughs> and you say England. What's the first question they always ask you? What football team do you support? Yeah. Where, and you, uh, never get it in team? Europe, you never get it in Europe, do you? Not often, no. But you go to Norway and they hear your English accent and like, let's be honest, the war was going at the same time. It wasn't like anything about that. No. But it was Liverpool or Man United. Like, that it's is, a tough choice. That is their most interesting thing they want to know about. Does that does that reflect on the English culture or? I hope not. Is that? I hope they haven't got all their culture from Liverpool. Or is that what we're most famous for? Liverpool and Manchester United. They were massive clubs back in the day, and you've obviously got Oli. Yeah, Oli's Norwegian. Yeah, yeah. But like, we were eating in a restaurant, yeah. nice fancy restaurant, eating my reindeer steak. Yeah. Look out the window. So Wednesday night, Champions League night. Yeah. Massive flag covers the whole wall. MUFC Tromso fan base on the wall. So I went in there to have a look after a meal and packed. See, every part of me, every part of me must hate that. Yeah. I go, what are you doing to support Man United? Like support, I don't know, Oslo FC or whatever. I don't know. Tromso got to. Trom- or Tromso, right? Support yeah. them. But then it's sort of... You sort of forget how massive Man United are, really. Like, all these fan bases all, all over. Premier League teams as a whole, just they spring up supporters clubs all over the shop. As a Bristol City fan, if you, let's imagine for a minute Bristol City are as big as Man United. Right. Or let's imagine they're Man, Man City. Yeah. So they haven't got the history of Man United, but they've but they're, come they're into a massive work. club, yeah. You went to Tromso and then you saw this big Bristol City Tromso fan division. You walked in the pub full of Bristol City fans. As a Bristolian, would that annoy you? That would make my trip. Yeah? Yeah, I would be in there. I would have my shirt off in 20 minutes. I'd be... Fr- I'd, on it, it would be the best night they've ever had. I don't really love that Northern Lights on my trip, mate. <laughs> He's going, right, time to go. The Northern Lights. I'd be like, no, I'm with the City Boys now. The Tromso City Boys now. I think that would make my absolute trip. But, and, and there probably is a purist out there that thinks, oh, fuck, you know. Yeah, I've got a hand it though. Like, they all ask, like, I got asked so many times Liverpool, Man United, like, literally that exact question. As I know, I support a, a lower league club, but not that good. Um, and uh, they go, oh, who? And I was like, oh, Bristol Rovers. And they go, oh, playing red. <laughs> so you got so uh, is this you saying we're a bigger club in Trump? No, I just think you've had more Scandinavian players than Rovers, so they naturally link Bristol with your Scandinavian. I think players. that's a tenuous link, but you can. Oh, I'll have it. I'll have it all day. So Phoenix Trophy. I read about the Phoenix Trophy today. Yeah. Right. This, now, feels, this feels mental. Right. The Phoenix Trophy, for those that don't know, is a. Um, it's, it's basically the European Cup, but for non-league, non-professional sides. It's, it is, it's only just started, and it has eight teams in it. It's actually got seven, because the, um, 
I think the team from Amsterdam have dropped out. So the Phoenix Trophy has got eight sides. I won't go through them all, but FC United and Manchester are the English representatives. Um, um, Brera, FC Brera from Milan, they're the ones who created the cup. All right, so right. they're a team from Milan. Um, there's a team in Rome, team in Hamburg, and they are all fan-owned clubs. Right. So, like, FC United of Manchester was basically started by, obviously, the main United fans. So, like, AS Wimbledon are, like, started by fans, aren't they? Exactly. Yeah. So, like, Wimbledon, those kind of teams. So, it's the, it's the same thing, but it's a European Cup between those. Now... Now, obviously, the European Cup doesn't work in like the championship level because there's not enough funding to fly the players out all the time. And no one's got enough money to do this or do that. So they've started crowdfunding, right? Now, <laughs> you can basically pay money and you get perks, obviously, as crowdfunding normally do. They give you a little prize. What's the perks, though, like, so, for watching non-league football? <laughs> listen up. For €85, Euros, you can be a mascot at a game of your choice. What, for a non-league team? Non-league well, like an adult, so. 85 euros, <laughs> All yours. Do you, know, you know what they've done with that? They thought, stag do. Can you... <laughs> yeah, but a stag... Right, one of the places, Warsaw. We've been to Poland, cheap as chips. Yeah. You imagine that on a stag. You'd just... You'd have such a laugh over there. I think it's well worth it. So all the places are like those sort of places. So you've got Warsaw, Amsterdam, Milan, Valencia, Hamburg... Rome and Manchester. Pretty good cities, right? It's a pretty good little tour. Good, isn't it? good place to go to, to watch football. So that's eighty-five euros. Um, Hundred and fifty, not much more, gets you dinner with the players after the game. <laughs> <laughs> now I don't know what dinner, I don't know what, but any game, one hundred and fifty euros, you can pick the game and you go for dinner. Imagine with going the for dinner with your lot after a game. <laughs> I don't think there's much eating to be at. Um, Right, that's 150 euros, which obviously is a step up again. Now, 1,000 euros will get you a VIP invitation to the final, flights, accommodation, free ticket, dinner, and chance to be mascot. I reckon you can get that probably for under 1,000 euros, though. I think you might be right. (laughs) (laughs) I think you might be right, but do you know what? I've seen flights to Warsaw, about 20 quid. I'm all over this tournament. There's nothing better than two. And, And so they actually played last week, I think... FC United of Manchester beat the team from Poland 3 um, 0. Do you know what? That is the best, like, tour thing, that. Amazing. They used to do the, was it the Anglo Italian Cup back in the day? I think it was the yeah. 70s or 80s when, when. Rovers got fine. Yeah, Bristol City were in there. And they, I just wish, I, I'd like that again. I'd love to go I and think watch that's Bristol better City in Europe. That would be great to go watch non league teams battle out in Europe. Absolutely. At the moment, the, the team is FC United of Manchester, so I can't really get behind that because no. I don't hate the Glazers enough, I suppose. But well, um, well, what makes a fan club, though? Well, fan owned. They they created FC but United of Manchester. Technically, fan owned. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you can't have like I don't know. You can't have like Manor Farm go and play. Yeah, I think there's a certain level. I think FC United of Manchester play a similar level. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they're just obviously a big club because they're. A, kind of associated with Man United hmm. but um, it would be I reckon it would be a great European tour and if now if I was a massive FC United of Manchester fan I'd be there in a heartbeat where's the final? well the final I'd imagine would be in Milan right? because they're the cup are they playing at like proper grounds or like non-league grounds? non-league grounds non-league, there's not a massive crowd for this I wonder what a non-league ground in Milan is like 
I bet you're I mean, in the San Siro is pretty non-league. Yeah. It's just massive, right? I bet a non-league round of Warsaw, well, uh, that obviously is the other side to it. But I honestly, if I think if I supported the club and they were in it, I'd go and watch it. And I'd love to watch Bristol City in Europe. And Swansea doesn't count. Not for me. Like Warsaw away. Warsaw. That's that's the Rovers' annual European trip. Yeah, Warsaw away, but you take thousands up there. <laughs> all that, all those miles. But yeah, just I thought it was a competition that I think people should get behind, and hopefully it grows into a non-league European Cup. Much. Bigger than the Champions League, that's what I'd like. Let's get the final of the diary and uh, enjoy that. Let's do it. Biggles can come, he can pay for his own ticket. <laughs> <laughs>
football fans, and I'm sorry, football fans that wear the football shirts, like, is oh, outside of match day is bad enough. Yeah, However, yeah, yeah. Football fans that wear football shirts with players named in the back is it's for kids, let's be honest. I, my first ever Bristol City shirt, Murray on the back. I've, I've told you about this. I cured them. Right? And I was, what was I, five, six? Mm. And I was such, and I was, I was made up with it. That was the last player I ever got on the back of my, yes. because I grew out of it. Yeah. And I went, well, no, I, I want Fuller on the back, yeah. you know? I want my name on the well, back. We'll come, on to, we'll come on to that in a minute. But, right. But is that like, is it ever okay? What are the rules? Is it ever okay for a football fan to have, like, I'm 33. Yeah. What age is it okay? Not. To- Sorry? It's not. If you're older than the player you're wearing... Is that the rule? Is, is that the rule? It's not, it's not actually my rule because I'd never no, I think wear... I, I think I'd agree with no, it. Callas is, is older than me. I would never have Callas on the back of my shirt. But I think if you're older than the person you're wearing... Ooh. Then you need to see. I think you need if, help. I think if you're old enough to buy the shirt yourself, then you shouldn't be buying numbers. Then you shouldn't get numbers and names. It's the kind of thing you buy for a kid. I, I think kids will look up to players. I also think that football's changing. However, I think retro shirt like Gareth Southgate shirts at Euros is pretty cool because of the whole. Me- I think if it's got a meaning behind it, like. You got that Gascoigne nineteen shirt. That's exactly the shirt I bought for the Euros. Gascoigne yeah. on the back, right? If it's retro and it's something from your childhood, I think yeah, go for it. But when you see like sixteen-year-olds wearing Gareth Southgate shirts from Euro '96, it's like you weren't even alive. Like. I get it. I I think I think this actually I think international football is is almost different. Yeah. I think especially if you're a lower league fan. So so I. I mean, we're Bristol City, we're trying to get to the Prem, whatever. Oh, we're never, look. Could afford it. Whatever, <laughs> right? We're never going to have Kane signed for Bristol City, right? If I got an England shirt with Kane on the back, what do you think about that? Sad act. Sad act. I'd also agree. Yeah. <laughs> I'd also agree, but I do think international football is different to club football. Like, you saw a lot of the Euros where a lot of like 40-year-old blokes were wearing Jack Reader shirts. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I think it's each their own. There we are. I'm going to sit on a fence. What about the sleeve, the the badges on the sleeves? I love a badge on the sleeve. Yeah, absolutely. I love a badge on the sleeve. I'd rather have two badges on the sleeve than a name on the back. I think. I think people that have gone with badge, uh, sleeve badge, name and number, Mm. they need to be watched. What about the men who buy player worn kits? How do you feel about that? Player worn. Can you buy player worn kits? Player issue, whatever. Player issue, player worn, um, and and you know maybe you just knock about in it, but you've got player worn kits about it. I've got a mate. <laughs> now I'm not gonna I'm not gonna out him at all. Um, he spent 180 pounds on a Bristol Rovers kit from Nicholson. What? 180 quid. What a waste of money, right? Yeah. Well, you could just gone to the shop and bought one. But he wanted the play. He wanted the proper. That's a bit weird. The pro and the and the, the one you can buy though is not very a different. Bristol Rovers level. Apparently it is. I don't know. One version. <laughs> it's, it's one no version. The shirt. And I bet they just went. Oh, that's not one of these shirts. I can put it on. Yeah, someone rolled around in the grass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pretend it's one of his. 
Yeah, so um, for me, if the player is younger than you, then do not ever... Do you know what's weird with it, though, is it's only prevalent in football. Like, do you see... No one buys an England rugby shirt with 10 Smith on the back. No. No one buys an England cricket shirt with 66 Root on the back. Correct. Correct numbers as well. Good well done. Good sport. Um, but they do in American sports. But yeah. I feel American sports, but people wear like iconic names like Brian and stuff like that. Yeah. It's weird how in this country, like we've already discussed Formula One fans. They're a completely different. I don't even want to, I'm not even going to start on Formula One fans because they would wear everything with the names yeah, on. Yeah, head to tie. But it is, it is a weird culture of football shirts here. It is. Um, Especially the lower leagues, like, like the lower you go down. The trouble is, the lower you get, they could just be your next door neighbour. There's another thing, do you think a, like a Rovers player walks in and see people wearing his name on the back? And he, like, what's what's going he's on like, oh, Jesus, man. I'm Frankie and Bennett. Have some wires. Leave me alone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, for me, it's a no. For other people, it might be a yes. So it's that time of the night where we've got to discuss... Bristol Rovers and Bristol City. So it, we started this podcast over a year, just over a year ago now, where Rovers hired both Jerry Barton and City hired Nigel Pearson pretty much day after each other. So I thought, let's discuss how they've been getting on. What is your, after this amount of time, what's your opinion on Nigel Pearson? Uh, he's, he will take us up to the Premier League. He's still starting that. Right? Nigel Pearson will take us up to the Premier League. So when he took over Bristol City, what position were you? I don't know. Yeah. Down there with Holden, weren't we? Yeah. Yeah, yeah and we're still down there with Pearson, but the squad and Pearson will take us to the Premier League. That so, is, I will die on that sword and I don't want to talk about it anymore. As a Bristol City fan, yeah. who would you, in your lifetime, say is the worst manager in Bristol City's history? Or in, in your lifetime? In my lifetime, um, Sean O'Driscoll, purely because yeah. of football, and he sort of went out a bit of a disgrace. And that was probably the, the least enjoyable time supporting Bristol City. So I've been doing some research. So you think Nigel Pearson is going to take the promised round, right? So He will. Nigel Pearson has managed at Bristol City 52 games. Yeah. And he has a points per game ratio of 0.94. Yeah. That sounds crap. Yeah. Yeah. Sean O'Driscoll was manager for 44 games. So similar, you'd agree, a similar sort of level of games. Uh, so, well, yes, I can't argue with numbers. Yes. Yeah, yes, it's about eight different. Yeah. His points per game ratio is 1.05. Yeah, absolutely. League one. No, but he did some of the championship. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, but surely he should have, yeah. How is Nigel Pearson still got the backing of Bristol City fans? Um, how has he got the backing of it? Uh, or does he? Numbers. No, he's done it before. I'd back him. He's done it before. and he'll done do it, it once again. with Leicester City. And he'll do it again. I, tr- I trust Pearson. I absolutely trust Pearson. In what we Which is mental. I do wonder... You know, when it's laid out like that, I do wonder why... I trust Pearson because the points per game and blah 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 the championship now is a different beast to the championship that it is was it, than it was back then completely and also League One it's a completely different 
different beast. There's way more money, way more better players, way more quality in the league than there was back then. So to say the difference between the two, that is the difference, really. I still believe Pearson will get the best out of a squad that he creates and that he gets the power over. And I think if we were to get rid of him now, or if we were to go, look, you're you're underachieving. If we lose the next three games, we're really down... Without the points... Points reductions this season, we we will be really, really on on the edge. I'm, I'm happy with saying that Pearson will take us out of the championship. I'm just playing play devil's advocate here, but you know Pearson's been there for a year now. Yeah, two two transfer windows. Uh, yeah. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What, He's at January. What, what's our he, money? What, how has he improved the Bristol City squad? Uh, look, he knows that our squad is nowhere near the squad that he wants. That's why I back him. He's not stood there backing his players and going and going. Right, I like him actually. He he'll come good. Trust me. He's he's out with him and he's gone. Right, this summer I know exactly what I've got to do and I've got to do it. I'll give him another transfer window at least, and he's given us three years for us to to make that judgment. And I'll give him three years. 100%. I've watched uh, some of his interviews as you know, our Twitter account follows both clubs so you see a lot of it Um, obsessed (laughs) um, I'm afraid of a hospital pass to you now yeah that would be great mate is is he he being backed by the club correctly not in his world no way if I'm managing Bristol City and I'm being told no you can't you can't do that because we haven't got the money or you can't then I I think I'm not being backed but he knows what he wants, the club knows what they want, and they need to meet someone in the middle, and I think if they meet in the middle, we'll go up. But surely this, this is a problem that keeps happening time and time again with Bristol City Football Club. Um, I think football is so unpredictable that, look, Lee Johnson was the closest, we're, well, Gary Johnson was the closest we'll ever get, but that, that, that era of Lee Johnson when we were playing really good, exciting football was so exciting, it was brilliant, we had such a good squad, you think they're going to go up. Football, football doesn't work like that, does it? You can't just change it in a second and go right. We're gonna we're gonna um, we're gonna throw loads of money at this player. And we've had so many failures in signings. I do think there's a there's a problem with the structure of the club, and I think we need someone who's got a bit of footballing knowledge and financial knowledge to come together and start putting us forward. Danny Simpson's left the club. We've had to pay him out of his contract. What? A, terrible bit of business that, that is that must be a Nigel Pearson bit that would have been a Pearson bit of business he also Pearson comes good sometimes and comes uh, it's, it's football it's fickle one minute he's the best manager in the world when we're beating Cardiff and we're doing this and we're going on a run how he's got so much how he's getting so much time I I'll throw it back at you Barton goes on a run he's amazing right he's the best he's the best manager in the world He's, he's saying everything he wants. It, um, you've gone on a few wins and it's like, right, he's the saviour. He's saying everything that Rovers fans want to hear. Oh, I was sat in the belly of the beast the other week and I'm in my office and uh, it's amazing atmosphere and the fans, I just love them. Six, six, seven, eight weeks before, everyone wants him out. He's, a, he's, a, he's, done, his, he's done his time, he's this, he's that. So it's a, it's a fickle thing. I think we stick by Pearson and we'll go up. And, I, and I'll stand by that. You can clip that. That's fair. You, you, to be fair, you've been consistent the whole time through Pearson. You've never doubted him. And 
because I've been consistent with Barton. I've, I've always backed Barton in this whole thing. And um, the, the stats are not right. The minute we stop talking about stats, I actually think when Pearson gets his squad and he gets what he wants, I think we'll, I think we'll be absolutely We've spoken about, obviously, Pearson. Nige. Our Nige. Um, talk to me about old Joey. Thoughts? You know, but he's had a rocky road, let's be honest. Yeah. Didn't start well. But I do feel like he has been... And I've backed him pretty much the whole way. I agree, I do agree. Uh, and I thought when he came in, he, he was the person to sort of clean Rovers up. And that is exactly what's happened. He's been more. He's been stronger than some of the board on there, and the board have gone. Uh, he got rid of the director of football, who was a waste of space. By, by all looks, he's got rid of a CEO, uh, and now we've got. He seems to have united this football club. He's got the fans behind him now, which is no mean feat because he is a. He is a. You're a fickle bunch. <laughs> he's a divisive character. Um, he is. He is. And he's seems to be getting a lot of Rovers. There's still obviously Rovers fans that. Are avoiding it because Jerry Barton is in charge of Bristol Rovers, but a lot of them are seeing the changes he's making. Like Joey Barton, Tom Gorringe, and Whale Al Qaeda seem to be having a bit of a loving at the moment. Yeah, uh, and everything seems to be moving in the right direction. Like obviously, from a football fan point of view, you never know how accurate that is, and you know you never know what's going on behind the scenes. But at least it feels like. Uh, the guys running the club, the chairman and the manager all working in unison, which is the first time that's happened for quite a long time. And actually, the football that we're playing, like obviously, we, we're quite open about how little we go to these games. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and, yeah. And, and thanks God for uh, EFL player and whatever the Bristol City Channel School because Robin C. B. It's yeah. cheaper to watch it on there than goes to the game, uh, and you get a better view. Yeah, um, but. You know, the football we're playing, I've been to Swindon away, I've been to a couple of other games recently, and I think it's some of the best football that we've played. It's actually quite nerve-wracking because we're passing it around the centre-backs and the full-backs, which we've never done in the past. I'm not used to that level of football. Is that the level of League One? I think so. I remember, this, I remember the, the jump-up, League One to Championship. I remember That's that huge. Season. I remember it. But it's, it's massive, right? And playing around at the back... Was was just standard for, for a team that were going to come in and and put a mark on a on a championship. Do we think the quality of football is leaking down, and that actually Joey Barton is at a point now where because he's played prem football and he's got a bit of experience, is he finally at a point where he's like maybe playing a football philosophy that he wants to play? Because League One is matching what he wants to play, or in League Two for a start. So true. <laughs> oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. How shit league. However, let, let's not romanticise it too much. We have thrown money at it. Like, we've got a player called Anthony Evans. Absolutely. Who's ex- played at England youth level, played for Everton youth level, went to Paderborn in Germany, right. played there in Bundesliga, uh, and now he's playing at Rose, and he is so far above the League 2 levels. Yeah, yeah. Nicholson, you've watched last season... And you, you yeah, even said yeah. he's a standout player. So we have he was got, your best player last year. We have got some really standout. We've got Leon Clark up front. Oh, a bit old. He's still Leon Clark. So yeah. let's not paper over the cracks. We have thrown money at it. But 
we are playing some really attractive football. Uh, I just hope the run hasn't started too late. But, you know, winning tonight against Crawley, 1 0. Yeah. Uh, so I think we'll be there and thereabouts. And if, if he takes us up, then I think it's a job done for Jerry Barton. He'll be so thankful after some of his interviews at the start of the season. Like, well, absolutely. If he doesn't get promoted, he'll be seen as a failure. And when it doesn't happen, <laughs> we are having the biggest party you've ever had. Have you had your party last year? I can tell you now. But let's, let's, let's conclude and say. One year on, Barton is a success and Pearson's a failure. I don't think we can conclude on that one bit. And do you think they're still living together? What? <laughs> Barton and Pearson? I think there's some sitcom out there somewhere. Someone's got the footage of them two in the flat together having a right old laugh. Like a, a, a Joey and Chandler. I think Pearson is banging on the bathroom door going, Joey, Joey, we agreed to, <laughs> we agreed to lose. What's going wrong? <laughs> Now it's not you know it, well it's not nice to see I couldn't really care less but Rovers are obviously doing quite well at the moment you're going to be very positive for Barton I remain positive for Pearson even though we are what um, John Lansdowne would say is over underachieving. Well, so, I actually hope for your sake that it probably pays off because you have backed him for twelve months. Then he will take us to Premier League. Anyway, so final section of the night. New section. New section. Not just the final, mate. The new one. We thought we better give Pickles something to do on this because he, he, he kind of has his name on it but doesn't actually do a lot, does it? In fairness to him, he, he, he's done a lot of work. Uh, so we got to give him something. Yeah, so Pickles are our producer? Yeah, yeah, recording, yeah, the producer of the pod. Pickles are producer is going to now pick us three games every, every episode. That we have to go head to head and pick on, on the scores, and then we'll put it into a league table. People listening or watching can join in as well, and we'll put it on our Twitter account at Bristol Kicks Pod. Absolutely, and you can predict the scores, and uh, and we'll go from there. And there'll be a prize for whoever's at the top of the leaderboard at the end of the season. There'll be a prize, and obviously we've decided to call it Pickles Picks. Pickles Picks. So the first one he's picked out for us tonight is how are you with the Australian league? Um, also, great. should we mention that Pickles knows nothing about football? Oh yeah, Pickles is absolutely clueless about football, which you'd argue so are we. Yeah. Um, but he, yeah, he hasn't like kicked a ball, hasn't really watched football much. Um, so yeah, so yeah, he doesn't know nothing about football. So the so first he's one he's picked out, the first one he's picked out for us is uh, off the Walkabout website. So we went on the Walkabout website to see what Walkabout is showing. Yeah, what you can come and watch live. So the first one he picked was Perth Glory versus Central Coast Marinas. Now that is going to be a cracker. Yeah, absolute cracker. Uh, it will be a cracker at a walkabout. Though. Of all the pubs in Bristol, right? Surely walkabout that will be the cracker. Yeah, because it's an Australian bar, right? Perth is on the west coast of Australia. I have no idea where Central Coast Marinas are from. I've never been to Australia, so I don't even know where Perth is, if I'm okay. honest. So the miners are from. All I know is that that's where uh, Daniel Sturridge plays. Yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah. And he gets his hair cut by, on, by set putting requests on Instagram. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, I'll let you go first on this one. What are you going to go for? For me, I'm going to go for a comfortable 3-0 win for the Perth. I'll go, I'll go for 2-1 to Central Coast Marinas and, and we'll put rules on Twitter about how this works in terms of scoring but absolutely. go for 2-1 Central Coast Marinas absolutely uh, second on Pickles' picks 
obviously. Well, you say obviously, but did he just randomly pick this, or does he know this is a big game? I think he knows it's a big game. Um, he's not. A, he knows it's a big game. He's not an idiot. Probably some things Ronaldo and Messi play for him. Yeah, it's, it's, it's the Ronaldo Messi Clasico. No, it's the El Clasico. It's Real Madrid Barcelona. Real Madrid at home. Um, do, do, do you ever? Everyone has like who they support Madrid or Barca. Like who do you? Um, Barcelona. Um, I've actually so been to the, see. I've actually been to the Camp Nou. I've been to the Bernabeu twice. Or Bernabeu. Yeah, or Bernabeu. Um, yeah, for me, Barca are going to win this two-one. Real Madrid two-nil. Okay, and the final one that Pickles has randomly picked us. Right. So kind of him. Uh, Wrexham versus FC Halifax Town, National League. National League. Obviously, Wrexham owned by the Hollywood Boys. Yeah, and TikTok. Sponsored by TikTok. Um, Halifax. So that, apparently, that's actually a documentary. The, the whole reason they bought them is a documentary. There's been cameras following them everywhere. It would not surprise me if that pops out anytime soon. Has it been confirmed? Yeah, I think that, it has been. Yeah. Oh, it has been confirmed. Yeah. Okay, that I'd look forward to that one. And obviously, Halifax um, got Howard um, and all the other guys at the bank branch. What's that? <laughs> <laughs> Howard, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, right. Um, so right, Wrexham, uh, Halifax, Wrexham are actually flying. Yeah, I've, um, I've got to go for Wrexham. I've got to go for Wrexham. I'll go three 0 Wrexham. Oh, well, I'll go two 0 Wrexham. Two 0 Wrexham. All right, well, we'll see how those games go. Don't forget to watch those matches at Walkabout. Yeah, and also let us know your predictions uh, and be in for a chance to win a nice big prize. Yeah, surprise! That prize will be coming soon on the next pod. Anyway, if you enjoyed this podcast, don't forget to subscribe or give us five stars. <laughs> or even, we're also obviously open on the socials, um, Twitter at BrizzleKicksPod, um, and also email is um, BrizzleKicksPod at gmail.com. Get in touch, we'd like to hear from you. Until next time. Cheers, night. Cheers, night. <laughs>